Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Take control of your own life because if you don't, someone else is going to do it for you and you won't be a better person for it. Those are the wise words from our podcast guest, Willow City. And I want you to imagine, you know, a time in your life when someone told you you couldn't do something or your dream was just way too big. How did you feel? I've been told that a lot and it it doesn't feel good. It never feels good to me. But by the end of this podcast episode with Beecher and Ezra from Willow City, you're going to be left with feeling inspired, feeling happy. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and we've got a Millennial Money music chat with Willow City. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Wow, we have so many great Ask Shauna questions that you have been emailing into me. I am just, I'm blown away at the questions and the depth of the questions. And I love that you're thinking about money in a new and different way and really thinking about how to apply a lot of the things that we're talking about on the podcast and a lot of stories that people are sharing to your own life to make changes in your finances and your career and your health and your relationships, really every area of life. So you totally inspire me and I just need you to know that because it's so exciting to hear from you. It's so exciting to get your questions and to really feel like, I don't know, like we're super connected. So on the next episode, I'm going to be tackling a few of the questions that I think are super amazing uh, that that we need to talk about now. So I hope you'll join me for that episode and, you know, that you're along for the ride. And certainly there is something in everybody's question that you can relate to, a gem, a piece of wisdom, a thought or an idea, something that you can pull out. I just know. And so please join me on the next episode so we can talk about that. But on today's podcast episode, the reason that you're all here you know, music is 
the backbone of my relationship with Jeff. It's so important to both of us. In fact, we met over Match.com. Yes, <laughs> we did. I swore I would never internet date, but I did. And I had these like a crazy three rules. It was one that I was only going to meet you for coffee first. And Two, that I was only going to respond to the guys who actually sent me requests. And three was that the guy had to actually pay or offer to pay when we went to meet at a coffee shop. And I'm so beyond like a traditional female, but I'd never really done that in my life. And I thought, you know, why not? It'll be fun to feel special. So when I met Jeff online, I actually threw away all of the rules we met for dinner and okay he did buy dinner so I'm definitely going to give him that but I just threw all the rules out we didn't even have a conversation before we met so it was a complete cold blind date all we had done is just email a little bit back and forth and um <laughs> and we actually went you know in some depth in those emails so I felt like I actually knew this person and yet I didn't actually really know this person if you've ever done online dating you know what I'm talking about? Like this dread of fear when you're walking up to the date of, okay, are they actually going to look like their picture? Are they not going to look like their picture? Wait, do I look like my picture? Wait, do I look good? I mean, just that complete overthinking of the situation. And I could tell you so many stories <laughs> about uh, crazy things that happened uh, with online dating. <laughs> Nothing bad, just really humorous and, and funny stuff. But the whole point of the story was the only reason that, yeah, I'm going to say this is the only reason that I actually reached out to Jeff because I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, I don't know. Am I attracted to him? Am I not attracted to him? I don't really know. But in like the little header on match.com, he had a lyric from Bono in U2, in a U2 song. And I am the biggest, biggest, biggest YouTube fan, like huge, huge fan. And I was like, okay, well, if he likes U2 and he's quoting Bono and a song lyric, like he can't be that bad of a guy. So that is actually the whole reason that we are married, honestly, because I would have actually probably never reached out to him. And so, you know, music is just so important to us. So I love doing these music chat episodes and exposing you to a new band or a new sound something that you haven't heard before that maybe isn't traditional mainstream music, but they've got great kick-ass songs. And more important, I think what I love about these episodes is it's their story and their message behind the music that I find really interesting and relatable. And I think there are so many different gems when you're talking to a musician because they have to be inspired. They have to be inspired by you know, culture or politics or the life or like what's going on around them to bring those words to life. And so it echoes a lot, I think, sometimes what, what we're all feeling. And I know you're going to love this family, this band uh, of millennials that are coming together to really inspire happiness through their music, which we all need a little bit more happiness. I know I could use it every day. They've got positive songs such as Brand New, which is going to be the first song that I play on the episode here with lyrics like, there's a change in the wind, a feeling of brand new again. You know, we're going to leave the past behind and blaze a new trail into the light. And that's certainly something I try to talk about on the podcast is blazing your own trail. Who cares what your brother or sister or your friend or your spouse or whoever it is, whatever they're doing with their money unless it directly <laughs> relates to you. But otherwise, who cares what they're doing or what they're buying or what their life looks like or your people you follow on Instagram? I care about you and you, helping you blaze a new trail and helping you become the best version of yourself and, and helping your money to go along and fund those dreams that you have. And before this young band made their album, they even had well-meaning adults give them advice to maybe go in a different direction than singing, maybe have a, a backup plan for their career, like all kinds of negative stuff, but that didn't stop them. And, you know, it shouldn't let, 
it shouldn't let it stop you either. You know, I think there are so many people out there that try and dim our light for change or growth or new beginnings, and they try and stop us in our tracks. I mean, I've had this so many times since I was 19 and decided I wanted to start a business. So many people have looked at me as like, she's a chick, what does she know? Or she's young, or, um, you know, she can't possibly know anything about money. She can't possibly be smart with financial planning. She um, she's just not worthy, you know, and I'm always surprised at the people who feel free to share that with you. I'm like, what do you, like, what screw is loose in your brain that you think that it's okay to share that stuff with me? Because I wouldn't do that to anybody. I might, I might think it sometimes, but I'm not going to have the balls to share that kind of information with somebody else. And yet people do. And I think particularly when you're in a creative type field, or you have this kind of big, audacious dream for your life, people are really apt to step in and try and stop it. So, you know, this is about a fresh new start, whether you need a fresh new start with your money or your debt or your career or your life. I think there's something in this episode that you can relate to. You know, most of these guys, they work as a band themselves from songwriting to marketing to design and more they even reached out to jeff through a mutual music contact and we love their story so much that we wanted to have them on the show and talk about inspiring happy you know so what makes you happy what do you think could make you happy with money with life with career with your relationship what do you need to change so before we dive into the episode a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor Big thanks to our podcast episode sponsor, Brooklinen. You know, a couple months ago, I wanted to upgrade our nightly routine and find sheets that made me feel really good every night. And trust me, the sheets actually do matter. I've been sleeping on Brooklinen sheets for a few months now, and they're awesome. They're breathable, soft to the touch, a luxury experience without the big markup. Brooklinen was founded in 2014 by a millennial couple, and they just wanted to create the most beautiful and comfy home essentials without those crazy prices. In fact, Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world, with over 20,000 five-star reviews of happy sleepers just like me, and they were even named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have so many colors and patterns to choose from, and you can mix and match. That's what we did. I wanted to go with like this whole gray motif. So we did stripes and solids, but you have to do yourself a favor and try these sheets because honestly, my Brooklyn and sheets are the best, most comfy sheets I have ever slept on, and I'm sleeping so much sounder. Just go to brooklinen.com. They have an exclusive offer just for you. You can get $20 off and free shipping when you use my promo code MYMONEY at brooklinen.com. And Brooklinen is so confident that they'll offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. So the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use my promo code MYMONEY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com slash my money. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary. But now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. 
take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.
All right, so guys, uh, thanks for so much for joining us all the way from Texas. Uh, we totally appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having us. This is we're hyped. This is awesome. Absolutely. So uh, I really love your guys' story. Uh, it's it's a really interesting way uh, that you guys guys have uh, created the band and everything. And you guys have almost become this modern day Brady Bunch Partridge family of singers. You know, if you will, you know, and and hopefully everyone everyone sort of gets that reference. Um, mm-hmm. So, who was in the band, and how did y'all end up uh, starting Willow City? That's a that's a good question. So, uh, there's there's four of us in the band. Beecher's the oldest, um, and then I'm second. I'm Ezra, and then Liza is our younger sister, and Asa is our littlest brother. So we all Asa plays drums and a little mandolin, and Liza plays bass and I play banjo and, and guitar and then Beecher's on uh, acoustic and electric guitar. So, and then we all sing. So that's the, uh, that's who we are. And we're all siblings. And um, yeah, we got started about five years ago. Um, someone asked us to play a cancer fundraiser. A, um, it was a, like a walk for life type thing. And we were going to be the musicians. So we, we played for about 30 minutes and it was just Beecher and I, we started off in like Celtic music and we're like, Hey, this turned out really fun. We should do this more often. And then people just kept calling, and uh, soon after we were just like, "Hey, well, if we're gonna, if people keep calling and we're gonna do this, let's let's get serious." And uh, you know, we've grown a lot in the last five years, um, particularly in the the business sense of of the music industry. So it's been a cool thing to to learn and uh to grow in that so it's been awesome well did you guys all have uh i mean did you guys already know how to play the instruments or is that something you kind of grew up doing and stuff yeah so we all started piano when we were between five and six and uh, we were all classically trained on that and and also we were in a kids choir together so we were classically trained in that and then uh i started guitar real young and uh, and then when i was 16 i started playing the banjo and that's what kind of kicked it all off uh, Beecher started guitar, and then it kind of as it was kind of funny. We all love music, uh, but as we would need an instrument, somebody would be like, "Hey, well, I guess I can learn that." Like Liza, we needed a bass, and Liza was like, "All right, I guess I can learn the bass." And we needed some drums, so Ace was like, "Okay, I'll I'll hop on the drums." And then from there, it was just people just kind of took off with their instruments. So it's, yeah, we grew up playing the basics, and then we really uh, we branched out about five years ago. Right, so it's everything that everyone else grew up kind of playing. Oh, mom's making us, you know, play piano kind of thing. But then you guys actually now have turned it into a, you know, a band and and a, and a a growing business as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We it's been really fun to just to take what we grew up doing and then kind of figure out the nuances of turning that into a business. And it's uh, challenging, of course, but it's been fun. We love a good challenge, and so. Um, for a few years, we had this brilliant creative moment. We were like, our last name is Proach. There's four of us. Let's call ourselves the Four Proaches. And so we, it was like, you know, it was, yeah, the Brady Bunch, it, except it was the Four Proaches. And so we, had, we did that for a few years. And then in 2017, we kind of took a step back and said, okay, longevity-wise and marketing-wise, people pronounce our name a million different ways. Crotches, Porsches, porches, and um, so we said, well, let's let's rebrand and kind of get a name that people will hopefully remember and pronounce correctly. Um, and so we came up with Willow City, and Willow City is a tiny, non-existent on a map Texas town, um, and we live kind of right on the outskirts of Willow City. We moved there about a decade ago, so it was right before it was before music took off. So we kind of say that's where our kind of where our dreams took root, honestly. Um, And so we rebranded in 2017 as Willow city and kind of uh, tweaked our musical style. So we love bluegrass. We love folk music. um, But we said, Hey, how can we incorporate our roots upbringing, those sounds into some fun kind of upbeat beats. Uh, And so we incorporated some roots music with sort of more, poppy feel, I guess you could say, um, and meshed all that and, and, uh, came up with this sound that's on the record. So we're, yeah, we're stoked. Well, what music were you guys actually listening to, uh, you know, maybe even individually to that kind of, you guys Mm kind of 
inspired you to kind of want to get into music and stuff? That's question. Yeah, that's awesome. So in 2012, I started banjo and dived like very deep into the bluegrass world. So I was a bluegrass nerd and, uh, and I still love bluegrass so much. Um, but we, we grew up with listening to Allison Krauss and Union Station. And we were dancing around the dining table at night to the Mavericks and Lyle Lovett and yeah, a bunch of old uh, old country bands. And so we but we grew up, you know, a lot with a lot of old country stuff and bluegrass music. And uh, and so that's what kind of inspired us at first. And then I really don't know what kicked this off, but I started listening two and three years ago, we started listening to more contemporary pop music and um and we liked it, but we were, I don't know, I think we liked aspects of it and didn't like others. And so we were kind of thinking, you know, like, wow, how can we integrate? Uh, because obviously in pop music, there's so many good beats and grooves and it's really catchy. Um, and bluegrass doesn't have that. But something pop music doesn't have is the, uh, the roots instrumentation and the, uh, you know, all the acoustic instruments. And so we love both worlds. And so we're like, hey. Let's just mix and match this and uh, and come up with our own thing. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I think that's how our, our musical style developed is we were all super heavy, deep into bluegrass. And then we heard the, you know, the the beats and the catchiness of pop. And we're like, hey, let's try and combine these. And uh, I don't know. I, ho- I hope it turned out. <laughs> but we, uh, we're stoked for the album to come out. Where did you guys actually learn how to write songs and how do you guys collaborate, uh, you know, as a band and, you know, as, as siblings? If you- yeah. Um, so we, uh, let's see, how do we learn how to write songs? I wish we had a very eloquent answer for you, but literally it's just like sit down and write songs for the past five years and you write a ton of bad ones and maybe a good one here and there. Yeah. And you just do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we're far from great songwriters, but, better than we were five that. years ago hopefully <laughs> and also we you know we had uh, a couple mentors come alongside us who are already in the music industry and um you know they have hits and stuff and they really mentored us and, and taught like i remember january of 2017 i wrote a song sent it to a friend in nashville and he's like hey this is great let's hop on the phone and he talked to me for two and a half hours and like okay well this is how you can make this better this is how you write a chorus and he really walked um, walked me and Beecher through songwriting and the the things that you want to look for and work on, and um, and he actually co-wrote a couple with us on the album. So we're it's it's cool to see to have a couple mentors like that, and um, and to you know now to have some of their work on the album too is, is awesome. Just tagging into that, we're literally here because of nothing that we've done. We work hard. We practice. It's the Lord opening all these doors and mm-hmm. so many people surrounding us and saying, how can we help you or do this or do this, take this spin on things. It's so it's Jeff, it's like a, it takes a village as you know, Absolutely. but we're here because of so, so, so many people. And it's such a privilege to be mm-hmm. here because of that. Well, you know, I mean, so also speaking of a beat, uh, you know, one of the things I like about the description of your band uh, and your guys' goal is to, uh, you know, quote, uh, you guys quote, uh, inspire happy. Uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about that and how important that is to inspire happy today, especially, you know, I mean, in our really divisive times that are going on right now. I think it's even even more important. Um, you know, talk about, uh, you know, why you guys kind of want to inspire happiness with through your music and stuff. Yeah, well we look around us and there's so much negativity, so much dystopia in our world today. And let's rewind, say 10 months to October, 2017. Um, And we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, you know, what's our purpose as a band? Why are we playing this music? Why are we writing these songs? And so we started asking people at shows just, you know, what do you, what do you like? Or my, our mom runs our merch table. And so she would overhear people talking and, so many people would just say, oh man, you know, I, these shows make me so happy. Every time I watch them, no matter how I'm feeling, I just can't help but smile and it makes me feel happy. And we've met some people who watch our YouTube videos every day just to put a smile on their face, which, uh, you know, I wouldn't watch our music videos every day, but I'm glad they do. Um, but so we, we realized 
there's so much negativity out there. And what are we doing about that? Last, last spring, we had a community leader sit down with us and say, you know, you guys, he, had, he sat down with Ezra and said, you know, you guys really aren't qualified to pursue music and you need to stop and kind of pursue some other things that are more, uh, that are worth your time. And so that really made us take a step back and be like, well, wait, is he right? What sh- I mean, should we be doing this? And so that was a great motivator for us to keep doing this music. And then to also say, there are going to be a lot of well-meaning people. He was totally well-meaning, I believe. A lot of well-meaning people in all of our lives who are going to try to discourage you from pursuing something that you know you're called to do. And so that's sort of part of the reason that we want to keep doing music and make that inspire happy message known is because not only, not only do we want to be a positive entertainment source in our world today, we also just want to show people, you know, it's, it's important to love those around you and to instill this joy and hope in people. And I think that's the only way we're going to really get through all this, all this divisiveness amongst, people today is just to hope in something greater than ourselves yeah and i also think too that that's almost like you know you you, that kind of shows that you also have almost like a positive chip on your shoulder like oh really you don't think we could do this i'll we'll we'll show you and but you know we'll 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 still love you at the same time and 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 show you and stuff well, what else outside of music uh and maybe ezra you want if you want to take it first uh what makes you happy outside of music that's a great question. Um, well, I uh, let's see. Outside of music, this is a really good question. Um, I do a lot of music, and I'm on the guitar all the time. So, obviously, I love just, you know, playing music and writing songs. But I also love, I'm an actor, and so I've been in several films with uh, Robert Duvall and Lucas Black and a bunch of other folks like that. And it's been it's been great. So I love the acting world. I love filmmaking. And, um, and so that, I don't know, I'd say that's my... Uh, my hobby and interest outside of music uh, is acting. Still in the entertainment industry, but uh, you know, kind of a different side of things. Yeah. Well, Beecher, and and you also, I, I I was diving into a little bit of your your designs that you have and stuff like that. Is that something also that makes you happy? And tell us a little bit more about the, the, oh my the, the stuff that you you guys you design. <laughs> yeah, I Jeff, I love to create anything, and I'm very privileged that we get to do music. Um, but I also have a small apparel line on the side. So I just do small batch apparel. Um, so I repurpose denim and just kind of make it funky and fun. Um, and so I do that on the side and there's some men's stuff. There's some bow ties and I just have a really small collection right now. Um, but it's great because each of us have kind of our own creative outlet outside of music and we love working with each other, but it can be a little tiring at times you know you're with your siblings all the time so Liza our sister has a great hand lettering business and I get to do my apparel stuff and I love um videography and so I do some YouTube stuff a buddy of mine and I do some YouTube stuff on the side so it's just that's that's kind of the thing about our family our mom and dad are super creative so it's sort of this artful living type deal and our creativity comes out in music, but that's sort of just one aspect of it, which is, it's a blast. Well, I think you guys all need to get a little bit of uh, some more hobbies though. <laughs> I know. You're right. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that, that, you know, uh, you know, in full disclosure and, and before we, we started this interview, we talked about that Ezra actually contacted me, which in a, in a way, I, I said it was really refreshing. I love that this band kind of reached out to me, and I went, oh, wait, they're good. You guys have an interesting story, uh, you know, through our mutual friend, Penny and Sparrow, who had been on the show. Uh, you know, one of the things I liked about that, that too, is it sort of seems that you guys seem like you're in control of the band, which I think so many bands these days have to be. You can't just let somebody kind of manage your stuff. And, and I think it's really great that you guys are still young and still you know, really in control and, and, the, and the direction you guys are headed. Why is that important for any stage of your, your life? Um, you know, specifically with this generation and, you know, being millennials and all that kind of stuff like that, why is that important to sort of, you know, kind of take charge, not only just in your life and in your career, but, you know, also just everything else in your life? Mm-hmm. 
That's a great question. I think just this is my opinion, but I think uh, right now we're seeing a huge uh, push on decentralization on in every level, in government, in business. So, for example, in the music industry, um, in the past eight to 10 years, uh, Nashville has lost 80 percent of its funding, like major label funding. And so you see you see these great business people like Penny and Sparrow, Drew Holcomb, uh, Aaron Watson is a big Texas country red dirt guy. And, um, and they're incredible business people that own their own music, write their own music. And yeah, like you said, they're very much in control. And so I think that's important as, as we are right now going through this huge decentralization, uh, phase in really in America, um, that we just, that we are able to control that. And, uh, and also it's, yeah, it's, it gives you more freedom as an artist, I think. You don't have to um, fear, you don't have to have fear, which, you know, kills creativity. You don't have to worry about someone telling you what you can and cannot do. Um, you can do as an artist, because that's, you know, as a musician or whatever you are, if you're an artist, you need to, you need that freedom to be able to create, to, you know, let go and just kind of let yourself run with whatever you're doing um, and not have somebody looking over your shoulder saying yes, no, yes, no, you know, to whatever you're doing. Well, yeah, and then just like you said, that I think that's that also you see that in, in small businesses. You see that in all, all, all kinds of walks of life these days. And, you know, and, and, and also recently I saw, you know, Courtney Barnett, the you know, indie singer, um, and she just released her second album, and her first album was uh, self-produced as well, too. And she, she started her own label because she's like, all right, nobody's signing me. You know, and she's an Australian singer, and she's like, you know what? Let's do this. You know, and I think, and I, and I, and I talk to so many artists too that are doing that, and I think that's just the way it is. Like, okay, your big, you know, uh, record companies, you guys are dying, so let's, uh, we'll do it, and we'll probably produce something better anyway. Yeah, and that's you know that's the way America is. It's, it's a ton of small businesses, and uh, music industry is becoming more and more like that. You know, basically just thousands of little small businesses um and i think that the challenge and difficulty for artists because historically artists are not like this is going to be to be you know artists need to become more disciplined and this you know me included more disciplined and more um business savvy and so you know just more not just an artist but an artist and a business person and uh, you know ben rector is a great example of that he's a incredible artist but he's an incredible businessman and uh, you know, his branding's incredible. His, uh, his look and feel all, you know, it's very cohesive. And, um, and so I think that's, you know, something that we've really been working on in the past year. And uh, a lot of artists I hope, I hope are, because I think it's an important, an important thing, especially in the next few years in the music industry. Well, I also too, you, you know, I made a joke about you guys having so many different interests, and I think that's what you see so much of, you know, the millennial generation and younger and stuff like that. And I think so many other people have, the, like, you have to have so many different things, you know, irons in the fire, if you will, these days. Why, why do you think, you know, besides maybe just a generational thing, and we, and you know the media and, and the older generations always like to bag on the younger generations. Uh, why do you think millennials and, uh, and younger generations are, you guys are getting a bad rap a lot of times? Oh man. Great question. Honestly, <laughs> the, and the word millennial is sort of gets me every time. Cause I, I totally associate the negatives with that word. Um, but I, th I mean, this is a great question. Um, and a, difficult question uh <laughs> so just taking a stab at it i think it's easy for millennials to uh be viewed in sort of this negative light because there are so many tendencies towards having five or ten or however many irons in the fire and you're not focusing on just one specific thing which can equate to sort of uh, trying to divide your passion and your work ethic into, you know, between these different irons. Um, and so I think an older generation sees that and, and they're wiser, I think, in, in a lot of areas, I believe. Um, and they see, you know, they've grown up with this 30 or 40 or 50 year, however long career 
in one, you know, one, you go to your office, you work from nine to five or whatever it is, and you go home and go back the next day. So exactly. Yeah. So, and I think there, there's some value in that. Um, and they have a great work ethic, but I think as long as millennials apply themselves to these different, uh, different interests or different pursuits, I think it can be successful. Um, I just think it hasn't had long enough to be proven yet. If that makes, I don't know if you agree with that, but. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, what I, what I see is, is more innovation and more, you know, just taking, and then that's what we are about on the, you know, the podcast, our, our, you know, our, our message is always just about, you know, taking control of your own life and, 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 and finding out what others are doing. Oh, well, that's cool. I want to do that. Or I want to do something or I could apply that to my life. And, and that's how I see it is, is just, you know, and I think, and I think, you know, yeah, I think the, the older generation's absolutely wiser in a lot of ways. And then just sometimes just don't get how things are just done today. And, and, and the same could have been said about them 50 years ago of, of when they were younger too. So, yeah. Well, and you know, you talking about taking control of your own life. If you don't, somebody else will, because everybody has a plan for your life. And so in my opinion, that's, that's what, when I look around and, and set goals for the future and look towards the future, if you're not proactive in really determining how you're going to, how you're going to live your life, then you're just kind of going to go with the flow and the world's not going to be a better place for it necessarily. And, you won't be a better person for it. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, one of the things that you guys, your big goals, you've been working on, is your brand new uh, debut album that's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, tell us, of, or when when is the actual album dropping again? Album will drop uh, Friday, June 29th. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So, tell us about this uh, your your debut album and and maybe some of the themes and what can we expect with this album? Yeah. So uh, this is this is an incredible experience getting to work on the album. We, we've been writing, uh, for it for about a year and a half. And, um, and really just, you know, we wrote about 30 songs for the, or about, no, I think more than that, 35 songs for the album and, uh, and went into the studio in October of 17. And, uh, we got to work with an incredible, just world-class producer, Chris Jacoby. And, uh, and as you mentioned earlier, Jeff, he, you know, works with Penny and Sparrow and he just, he has a great ear for music and finding, uh, what artists like, uh, all of this stuff sounds different, but it's, it has an amazing, he's just a great quality producer. And so, and Chris, you know, before this, but also after, you know, he's just become a great friend. We have a lot of the same interests. And so he kind of, actually, we both kind of put together a team of, uh, of people like, for example, our drummer, Elizabeth Chan from Nashville. Uh, she was the, uh, she drummed at the CMAs the past couple of years and she is just a incredible musician. Um, so it was, it's so fun to have her on drums. And she um, plays with Ellie Holcomb, Drew's wife, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then Jake Hildebrand on, uh, on guitars and he's, he's just a beast. He's amazing. Um, but it was, it was cool to work with Chris and really to have him as our, as our guide throughout the, the recording process and, um, and to put together a team, it's, it's kind of fun. We've been talking about this throughout the whole project, but really uh, you don't have to be the best at what you do. You just have to be able to put together a good team. And so it's been cool uh, with Chris. We've kind of been able to put together this really great team of people that we love and people that are so talented. And, um, and as for theme, uh, it's kind of, we, you know, this is 17 was a, was a big starting year for us in many, many different areas. There were a lot of changes, um, some fun, not some, not so fun. Um, but it was really, it was like the beginning of a new season. And so that's, that's really what the album, the theme throughout the album, uh, our, our, uh, first song and our debut single rise of the sun, um, is we put that out first because it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's fast, <laughs> um, but also it's, it's just kind of like, this is the beginning. And then the second song on the album, brand new kind of talks about, um, change. And it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, just about kind of a brand new start, a new day. And, uh, this is just the beginning. That's not really how we usually make our marketing decisions. Like, Hey, what single do we put out? 
Rise of the sun, because it's fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, and, and what's the, what's the name of the album? It's uh, self-titled. So. Well, what what uh, uh, what music actually these days are you guys listening to that kind of inspires you as well? Oh, that's a great question. We'll we'll take this in two parts. We'll do Ezra's inspiration and Features inspiration. Uh, I've been listening to I listen to all kinds of music, but um, I love pop folk. The you know the pop folk genre. So I love listening to Ben Rector. Uh, his album is about to drop. And, uh, and, you know, guys like Drew Holcomb and Need to Breathe and Penny and Sparrow. Um, and then I take bits and pieces from all different kinds, you know, pop and the Christian world. And I love, uh, like, Ellie Holcomb. And, uh, yeah, I, I get inspiration from all kinds of different music. I'm trying to think of who. Um, there's a girl that I've been listening to uh, called Brooke Frazier, and she's uh, incredible. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I... It's, really all different kinds but i love i love folk music um and ben rector is a huge inspiration of mine so i uh, i take a lot of a lot of cues from him yeah on uh on my playlist i've got the avid brothers and i've got dan Taminsky, and i've got some josh Garrels. i picked up the electric guitar for this record um because formerly we were just all acoustic and so i listen i am a huge john mayer fan i mean sort of who isn't but uh there's a group called kaleo i think that's how you say it and they've got kind of folksy kaleo okay thank you they've got some great there's one called all the pretty girls that's like on repeat on my phone um dave barnes just i love listening it's really fun to listen to great musicians but then also guys like um john mayer let's see dave barnes guys who are real real wordsmiths I majored in English in school, and so I just, I love words, um, and so it's just fun to study great lyricists. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I, those are, those are a lot of those bands uh, that are on my playlist, so yeah, I, li- I like all that. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we, we can... That's great. Jeff, what kind of Jeff? What kind of music are you? Uh, into? Like I said, I, I'm I'm all uh, I'm all, I'm all over the map. So I love I love good indie music. I love you know good Americana music. Um, you know uh, all kinds of you know. Let alone you know I'm a big U2 fan, uh, Foo Fighters, you know things things like that. You know so I I, I even go back to to I think I think a lot of the music you guys listened to was inspired by your parents. My, my dad was a huge Elvis fan, and so I become an Elvis fan. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, last question I have for you guys, and thanks so much for you know for joining us. We, we told we, I loved this conversation; it was great. Uh, you guys, are, yeah, absolutely. You guys are a family band. Uh, do you guys have any sibling fights, and and what do you guys fight about? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> okay, we let's just be one hundred percent open and honest here. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> No, we're going to be totally transparent. We totally have fights. Um, it has been, I'll tell you something that's been a huge, huge benefit for us over the past year in kind of fleshing out this new kind of new sound and new direction is finding everybody. First, we defined what success looked like for everybody. And second, we defined sort of what everybody's strengths are. And so... I'm in charge of, or I am, I don't know, I'm in charge, I want to use loosely, but I'm kind of the marketing slash business branch director, sure. Ezra is sort of the musical director. He's brilliant musically and business-wise, but he's really, he has a really strong musical side. Uh, Liza, our sister, is a graphic designer and visual, kind of visual creative. And then our littlest brother, Asa, who is 15, so he's, he's quite young um we put him you know this whole inspiring happy thing it's like you want people to be happy you know to get this happiness from your music but you also want to extend that outside of music and come up with some fun and happy things for people to do at your shows you know it's an experience so at our shows online on our social media so he's sort of like this he's just been sort of nominated this chief happiness officer or chief (laughs) happiness instigator whatever you want to call it he's really hilarious i mean he's like a he's like a 15 year old comedian he's so he funny so fast so oh, he has man. great ideas so honestly yes we have 
we have our issues. Um, but putting each other first, we always want to make the other person look good. That's a main, you know, that's a main goal within the band. Um, and then loving others like we would want to be loved, obviously, and then finding our strengths. Yeah. And, and letting people, one thing that I, you know, we've all had to learn, especially me, uh, is just letting people go with what they're good at, you know? So, um, not micromanaging. Yeah. Not so kind of, you know, giving somebody a job, letting somebody have a role and then letting them go, not looking over their shoulder and just letting them do what they're good at. So that's been an amazing, um, and you know, when the fights happen, usually it's because someone, you know, we, we call it out of the, out of your jurisdiction. Uh, you know, it's not your, not your job, somebody else's job. And so, but anyways, that's, we've learned so much about that in the past year and, you know, modeling it after other small businesses, like, okay, well, in, in, in businesses all over the world, there's a marketing director, there's different directors and the marketing director doesn't go over to the, you know, CFO and be like, Hey, you didn't keep the records right or whatever. Um, they do what they're good at. And people see our shows who've never seen us before and, or meet us, hang out with us, whatever. They're like, Whoa, they'll really do like each other. It really boils <laughs> down to that. We all, we have our issues, but we love being together. We love working together. We love each other. And so yeah. that's a huge, I think if we could show, show people that, you know, yeah, family, siblings, whatever can work together and have fun while they do it. Mm-hmm success awesome so uh before i let you guys go where can we find your music where can we find your your website and social media handles and all that okay well our website is www.willowcitymusic.com um and then we are on facebook and youtube and twitter if you just search willow city music and on instagram we're at willow city official Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Millennial Money. As always, we'll be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode. If you love this podcast, do me a big favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, and head on over to the link in the show notes over to iTunes or whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode through and leave us a review. The reviews are lifeblood to our podcast. They help us continue to grow and to reach more and more people every day.